2: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Know Your Enemy. My name is Brent Anthony Davis from the curtain.com. Jeffrey Benedict is off on family obligation, or like I like to say, assignment, because it makes him sound more official. Mm-hmm. Shannon White is here with me, and we have a fantastic guest. Oh, man, am I excited for this one. Former Pittsburgh Steeler of eight years, former Carolina Panther of four years, and... A New York Jet, which I didn't realize for two years, it's Dwight Stone. Dwight. Yes,
0: sir. It is so great. This is a pleasure. You've got the Christmas tree behind you. Yeah. Yeah, Hey, okay. The tree's not finished. The story about the trees. Y'all like, oh, man, all you did was put lights up there. Well, I have my daughters coming home tomorrow from college, uh, North Carolina State. And we put the lights up first. We put the ornaments once she comes. So I, I have three daughters here, and I got to have all of them here when I put the ornaments up there. So that's why the tree looked like that. Uh, this time tomorrow, if you look at it, it'll look different. <laughs> right, well, you, have to send you, <laughs> you have to send me a picture. Okay, I, I promise you I will.
2: <laughs> all right, I, three daughters. Shannon White, how are you this evening? Can you imagine three daughters? No, I've only got one son, so but uh, I'm, I'm
3: super, super excited. I've got, I've got goosebumps. Cause you know, I mean, Ooh. I remember the still curtain years, but I was young, you know, young boy. And so when I really remember, you know, so much was right during those eighties and early nineties with, with, you know, Mr. Stone, uh, you know, oh, just no. a huge fan, little star struck, I guess. But uh, I've got some, questions i'm really excited about asking you
0: you're more than welcome to ask me any question but you can't say mr stone okay yeah, that, that's off limits you know you can say dwight stone or whatever you want to call me but no we you know i'm very laid back i don't want the title mister you know but uh dwight just, be great. No,
3: just sir right
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, he got jokes too.
3: Okay, uh,
2: he's 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 the funny one. Okay. Uh, he's he's wearing a shirt that says lean mean. What are you gonna? I mean, yeah, man, I, I
0: will not of that.
2: <laughs> well, let's let's get into it. This, this is fantastic. Uh, what we usually do on this show is we talk about the week 15 we talk about the upcoming opponent we're gonna do that but we're gonna talk to dwight stone first about his career with the steelers because this is this is something that we don't get very often we're really excited and just like shannon dwight i i remember uh my late high school days early college days watching you play and as we've talked before and we've met in person a couple years ago and i i told you this told you my story and I'm going to go ahead and relay it for the audience. I was 20 years old and I was working for a television station in Johnstown PA and they gave me press pa- passes for 30 years ago November 22nd wow. of 1992. Wow. And that was Bill Cowers first year and you caught an outpass and I was on the sideline with a camera and you were coming right at me. And you and I had two choices. The first choice was to stand there and absorb the hit, which I would have gotten because you're I mean, you were coming right at me because your momentum coming out of bounds. And what were you like? 178 at that time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, even at 178, momentum's going to kill me probably. And I have the camera from this Fox eight station. And so I realized that all my fraternity brothers, all my buddies, my family were watching. And I was like, man, I should take the hit, but then I just ran away.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> so when I told you that story, do you remember what you said to me? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh. You're like, no, I didn't I hurt just... you, did I? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I, I'm normally always trying to make sure I, I don't like harming people, you know, even though <laughs> I played. But yes, uh, I'll that... make sure that you're fine. I don't want to leave a bad example. <laughs>
2: So we have a 30-year bond that you didn't realize we had. We got
0: a we got an anniversary.
2: Yeah. Was, how about that? So <laughs> hey, it is so great to have you on here. So let's get into Thank it. You. The uh okay. your your career. You were you were known as a speedster back then, and Shannon has a question about that. I'm gonna let him take that because this is what he, he wanted to talk to you about.
0: Okay, yes,
3: yes. Just one of a few questions, but the you know, you look at the Wikipedia and and, you, and looking back, I, I love to look at the history. And when you talk about the fastest Pittsburgh Steeler players of all time, your name's right there at the top because, according to Wikipedia and, and other references, you ran a four point two forty. Yes, you know, that's that's flying. I mean, that's you know world class. Um, You also played with Rod Woodson. yes, who was a track star at Purdue and. And also uh, an elite talent with elite speed. Uh, were you faster than Rod Woodson?
0: And did y'all ever test that with a little race? Uh, we we never uh, race per se, but um, Coach Kno, uh said to himself. He said I was the fastest, you know. And yep, yep, you know. And, and Rod kind of cheated too. Let me see how <laughs> it. Rod had uh, track experience. Rod yeah. had coaches him. I'm yeah. your regular country boy. Yeah, yeah. That's my speed. So, I got natural speed. He got the uh, pre boy speed, you know. So, I, I have the country boy speed. He was so. coached up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. He was coached up. Yes. I watched I, 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 I watched Ron. this
3: week when he was in the fastest man Pro Bowl competition. And yes. it was Herschel Walker, Willie Galt, Daryl Green, Rod Woodson, and a couple other guys that didn't, you know, they got knocked out quick. But Woodson got beat in the finals by Daryl Green, which, yes. you know, we know, but uh, I think Daryl Green's speed was around four or two. So, you know, you're talking about yes. your speed Darryl's was right Green. there with
0: the fastest guys the NFL's ever seen. See, yeah, yeah Daryl's speed was like country boy speed too. Yeah, You know, I'll have to bring my A game plus some because he, he, he can run. Yeah. I, I've watched him. I met him a couple of times, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I mean, very laid back. But yeah, Daryl, Daryl can Yes. And so could Rod. Rod, Rod got once he got to going, you know, his speed, he had, he had the pretty form too. Yeah. yeah. You no. Know? I didn't tell him he had pretty form. I said, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember about coming into the league in 1987,
0: Dwight? Uh, what I remember about uh 1987 was training camp. Uh, when the rookies uh, came into camp and I did some things that got coach Noel's attention and he called me after practice one time. I'm like, oh man, they cut me already. It ain't it ain't been a full week. They ready to send me home. And he said, uh he's, I like for you to stay after practice so we can catch returning kicks. I never returned a kick in my life. I never played receiver in my life. He said, um, I want to teach you how to return kicks. He said, you have a very nice speed. I want to show you. And Coach you No know, got some skills. I mean, he got some smooth of returning kicks. Uh, went out there. We spent each day after practice. And before practice, he was showing me how to return kicks. I said, wow, here's a guy now. I'm a free agent. You know, there, there's like
1: phew, yeah. over
0: 100 people in camp. And for him to pull me aside and ask me, you know, uh, do I mind staying after practice? I was like, Coach, I will come before practice, after practice, whatever you want. But yeah, he, he was just that nice, and I, I fell in love with it.
2: That is absolutely awesome. Let me ask you this: that mm-hmm. was 1987, so that was the uh, the strike year.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Were mm-hmm.
2: you now? Were you off, or were you on that uh, that team? That See, does.
0: uh, uh, the, the first uh, we had a meeting, Tunch Ilkin had a meeting, I think, at Cheers, a place somewhere downtown. It may not be Cheers, but downtown Pittsburgh, that's our first game. He said, all right, guys, we're getting ready to go on strike. I'm like, what, what, what the take a strike? What does that mean? We're we going to play in baseball, or what are we doing? <laughs> he said, uh, well, we haven't come to an agreement, the player association with the uh, the team and all this, right? I said, okay, I'm still confused. All right, guys, so starting tomorrow, we're not showing sure up practice. I'm like, did we still get paid? <laughs> he said <laughs> no. So we went on strike. So for the first two games, you know, I'm a rookie. I'm, I'm I only, one, only free agent make the team. I'm just barely on the team. So I, I take the first two games off. I call in to Coach No, and I call in to Coach uh, Dick, uh, Dick Holtz. I said, hey, you know, I said I want y'all to know I want to be there. I say, you know, I'm new at this game, and I don't want to make guys mad at me. You know, I said, what should I do? And uh, then I, I read what Mike Webster came in, a couple of uh, Ernest Jackson came in. I said, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to cross the line, but I need to cross the line because I'm making minimal. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. I can't do like some of these guys <laughs> who have big contracts. So what I did was. Uh after the first two games, I came back and I, I, I told the guy, I told Tunch why I said, Man, I'm a free agent. I said I can't afford to uh uh take time off. I said I'll get cut. Some guys who came back after the strike did get cut and they lost their jobs.
2: Yep. Wow, so, I, I wasn't aware of that. So
0: that 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 was kind of like, yeah, but um, but one of the, the main thing that happened on 87 was uh, Mr. Rooney, the father, came to me in the locker when I made the team the first um, first time we got back to Free Rivers. I'm sitting in my locker, and I see uh, Mr. Rooney walking around. Okay, I see him coming toward me. I said, well, he ain't coming toward me because he doesn't know me. So I'm, I'm doing that like, you know, look away, uh, don't make eye contact. He stops right in front of my locker. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. He going to cut me, you know, he said, uh, he said hey, he said, um, you, your name is uh, Dwight Stone. He said, yeah, he said, you're the fast one they're talking about. I said, yes, sir. I'll be the fast one. I'll be the slow one. I said, whatever Keep me on this team, I'll be it. He said, say congratulations <laughs> to you. And I mean, I I was one of the best feelings ever for him to come and congratulate me.
2: That's absolutely awesome. Let me ask you one more question about that first season. You you mentioned Tunch Elkin, and we lost Tunch last year. What, yes. what are you? What are your thoughts of Tunch? I mean, as far as what are your great memories of Tunch?
0: Tunch was face value. I mean, he was. Uh, I got there as a rookie. He was helping me out. You know, here I'm a guy. You know, you know, you got veterans. some veteran, you know, standoffish. But Tunch was the kind of person that. Came up to me, hey Stoney, what you need to do? I mean, I mean, that's one guy. If you didn't, if you had a problem with Tunch, it was you. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think Tunch had uh, he had any enemies. If he did, I would love to see him. Because and I told Tunch too. I remember he had a suburban, an old suburban. I said, oh man, I would love to have one. Then I'm a rookie. I see him driving around. I said, Tunch, that's the ride I want right there. Either well, Stoney, if you keep doing what you're doing, maybe you can get one. And sure enough, the first time I got once looked Tunch, I got suburban. But you're talking about a guy who is like, you walk into the room, he's positive. He must have positivity. No matter how bad things are, no matter how they're going, he can always find something positive in it. And I, touch was my guy. Touch was my guy.
3: Now, you, got, you got to love Touch. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody knows, loves and, Tunch, you, yes. you know, he it's hard for an organization to lose guys like Dan Rooney and to lose guys like Tunch, And, you know, and of course I'm, you know, I'm fond of Craig Wolfley as well. And so yes, many yes. of the guys are just, they represent the Steelers way in the culture. And yes. and I believe there's something special there. My whole fandom began because my family was involved in the coal industry and they had a lot of interactions with the steel mills of yes. uh, Pittsburgh. And, and so they knew about the Rooney family and, how they treated the players and what they meant to the community. So uh, I love to hear stories like that. And, you know, it just,
0: it reconfirms
3: what we, what we already feel. Uh, I wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. into, you know, today's NFL doesn't look anything like when we were young (laughs) and, you know, it's all the rule changes and, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, instead of to be high scoring offensive games, um, Your speed, speed kills. And in the NFL right now, you look at Miami with Hill and Waddle and and some of these other teams, they have such a huge advantage because they just get the ball to a guy in space and then let him do the rest. Yes. And because they're spreading the field so much, you didn't have that No benefit. You didn't have that option. (laughs) You know, they would close on you. They'd pile drive you. You you know, so my question is, do you think if you was born a couple generations too soon And how effective do you think you'd be in
0: today's NFL? A
2: lot
0: of those guys, when we watch football, we laugh at that. Matter of fact, I think they're trying to pass a rule now where if a defensive back hit a player while catching the ball, something like that, they're going to throw him out of the game. Some kind of rule they're trying to bring up. If I was playing now compared to then, oh, my goodness. And my, my thing is, nothing wrong with the players now. This is my take on them. They're like Ferraris. You know, they're like Mm -hmm. pretty, they're fast, they're very expensive. (laughs) We're like, oh, uh, back in the day, 1957 Chevy, you know, they get on the shade tree that that knocked the dent out and everything. Everybody was afraid, you know, to get hurt because you could lose your job. Or, you know, but now they got it where I see guys sit out, you know. I never, I never knew there's such thing as a turpto. I I never, I never (laughs) I never figured that out. A lot yeah. of my guys have got, but well, yeah, I got some come on those old school guys. But now I'm, I'm happy for the players. You know, a lot of them, you know, the concussion going on protocol, yeah. but it, they don't need to play flag football though, or touch football. Yeah. they still can hit. It's okay. You know, they're they're not that fragile.
3: You know the the you were talking about the '57 Chevy. Yes. The, our generation was built to last. Yes. Yeah, you know, now it's like you get a refrigerator and you gotta get another one in five years. Yeah, you know, it ain't it ain't the, the Maytag guy don't have anything to do anymore. So uh,
0: I'm just thinking about that too. We're
3: gonna need one.
2: <laughs> you just talked about the concussion protocol and uh you know how guys are built and uh taking time off. What was the hardest you were ever hit?
0: Um hardest I ever hit was uh Sam Mills. By me is one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those cool things because <laughs> when he hit me, uh, it was one of those things where, with my rookie year, our last preseason game, uh, he hit me, knocked my helmet off. You know, me and Sam became teammates in Carolina, yeah. so he knocked my helmet off, and I got up real fast, like I'm all tough, and then I start, you know, going this way, and he said, "Hey, young fella, you're, 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 you're." Uh, you're that way. he's oh, yo, man. So I, I was kind of like, okay, okay, all right, okay. I said, and that right there, I think that made me make the Steeler team because, you know, as a, as a rookie, i was like, hey, if I can get up and get back on and go in the huddle, they said, I, I'm a true Steeler, you know. I probably don't remember the last next five plays I ran, but you know. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's something now with the concussion call. Now it's, it's different. It's, it's totally different.
2: When you played with the Steelers, who were you closest to?
0: Uh, I, I had friends like uh, Eric Green, uh, Ernie Mills, right. Yancey Thickpin, Greg Lloyd. I'm, I'm probably like, probably everybody on the <laughs> team. Uh, 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 Darren Perry, matter of fact, I was out with Darren Perry, uh, Larry Griffin, and who was, who was Bruce Smith also. They, we went out to uh, Virginia Beach about, about a month ago. They went to play golf. I don't play golf, but I'm the best golf car driver, and I'm the best bartender, so I guess that's why they brought me along. That's awesome. So other than that, that's what's going on. You you mentioned Greg
3: Lloyd, so uh, and Bruce Smith. I met Bruce Smith after a Hokies game that our team went and watched when I was in high school, and uh, so super nice guy. We met him after the game, but uh, yes. I never got to meet Greg Lloyd, but he, I mean, the whole avoid Lloyd and I wasn't hired mm-hmm. for my disposition. I, he brought <laughs> he brought that intensity that yes. the Steelers. It went from Jack Lambert, then it went to Greg Lloyd, mm-hmm. and yes. of course now the game is so different. You can't play like that anymore. I mean, yes, James exactly. Harrison. You know, James Harrison was like, but you yeah, you can't do that. And I understand yes. player safety, you know, mm-hmm. but they they just brought an edge. Um, yes. But I've said I've said for a long time that I thought Lloyd was kind of. A enforcer in the, his own locker room. Yes, because like like that Super Bowl year, and in fact, when he that y'all guys were losing to the the uh, uh well, the Steelers were losing to the Bears there, and he went over to Neil Donald, give him a talking to in the third quarter, <laughs> and then Donald got his act together, and they won that game. I, yes, yes. Did you know you being around Lloyd like
0: that? Am I right? Was he kind of an enforcer, and
1: he's he, he a was. leader
3: there in that
0: locker room? Yes, he was. I mean, he, he make making me known offense, defense, special teams, yeah. coaches. Low was that type of player. And you mentioned him and Bruce Smith. They were playing golf together, and they were like two women of the whole time, back and forth, back and <laughs> forth. I'm like, would you? Uh, I didn't mean women as women are bad, but yeah. I meant like they were. They was kept talking to each other, trying to egg the other one on, and they kept. I had. I just, I just started laughing. But yeah, he was an enforcer, and uh, I tell you, and Kevin Green, uh, he was an enforcer in a way that he just showed up and just did his work. Yeah. He just—I mean, you talking about a, a guy who works hard. Kevin Green, I mean, he, he was just a a phenomenal person and athlete, and he worked out like you would not believe.
2: So you played with both Kevin and and Greg in Carolina, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, I, mean, I think uh, me and Kevin came down a year after I think after me, but him and Laura came down. But you know, Laura had that stab infection.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: To his knee, he, he still had. You know, he still had like a, he wasn't the Lord that you knew. Mm-hmm. You know, you know everything. But Kevin Green was, was still you know up and going and doing his thing. You know, and they I guess they call him Salt and Pepper. You know, <laughs> so but yeah, but yeah, Kevin was uh, he's another great guy. I mean, an outstanding individual. Wow. Um,
2: what What is your highlight of your career? I, I know you had that big game where you mm-hmm. – what did you have, like a 97 uh, – uh, you had a huge game against – was it the Jets you had a huge game against? What was the highlight of your you know career? What? I know oh, I, have a, hey, I have a football card that has you – Yeah. <laughs> you and Yeah. Have I, you, I in mean, you, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I, I am like probably the least – sports guy there is, like guys go back and watch tape of themselves or know their stats, and all the honest goodness, I don't know. Uh, I know my games, you know, some of them, you know, but I never watch tape of them. I never watch anything after I go through with it. Like I have, like all of them, they see, see you highlight if you ask for the NFL would, you know, of your plays you had or, you know, games. I have never watched a game uh, and and uh, since leaving, you know, us playing, me playing back in the day, even my daughters didn't know I played football until probably uh, my oldest one, probably until she got in the fourth, fifth grade. She she never knew Daddy played football. Well, she heard she heard about it, Well I have nothing in my house. If you came in my home right now, you will never know I played. I have people in my neighborhood who I've known for years didn't know who I was. Until they, uh, someone mentioned something. He said, That can't be the same guy. He said, He didn't tell me he played. I said, No, I, I don't go around saying that. You know, I talk more about my police. Uh, I, I probably retired from the police department. I, I talk more about that than I do uh, football, but I enjoy football. I, I watch with some of the guys around here.
2: Well, we definitely want to ask you about your police career as well. Um, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So your departure with the Steelers was in 1994, yes. right after the AFC championship game. Yes. And then you ended up in Carolina. How did that
0: come about? Uh, Coach Capers, uh, we had a good relationship at the, with the Steelers. Uh, and he said that uh, he may be getting a coaching job down in, in Carolina. And he said, hey, I'm looking for a few guys that I think will be good leaders as we go on to start a new team. Are you having any interest in it? I said, yeah, Coach, I'd like to go down there and visit. But I visited other teams. But uh, knowing Coach uh, Capers, like I know him, we had a close relationship. I went down there. And he's a man with his word. You know, he, he said, I want everybody to come down here. We need the work ethics that y'all have in Pittsburgh. We need to bring it down here so that we can get, you know, the, the team generating everything. So uh, I went down and visit. And after uh, being down here, I said, you know what? It's not a bad place to go. Carolina. It's a little warmer than Pittsburgh, but it's not Pittsburgh. And, you know, you got new fans based down here. You know, they, they 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 sometimes they was cheering when they should have been cheering and they were booing when they should have been booing. You know, they got used to the uh was calling us like the um what was it called? The tailgate um tailgate team, you know, everybody drink cheese and wine group, and that's what was called when we first got here. You know, so but uh I, I once we got down here, Mr. Uh, Richardson, um uh, great owner, uh did very well. Matter of fact, he said he was trying to copy. The pattern of the uh, Steelers. He told me the mm-hmm. first thing he said, he said, We're trying to copy what the Steelers have up there, and bring it down here. And I I told him, you know, I said, it'd be like the Rooney's, I said, it's just you can't be that way. It's just you. You know, you just can't you can't build that, you can't get it. You gotta be in your heart. You know, I said you can't teach that.
3: Yeah, there's there's really only one Rooney's family, especially Dan Rooney and Yes, and one Chuck No, I mean, Chuck Noel was—you know—the stores have had three coaches in fifty-some years. So that you know, that yes. says a lot about their loyalty. Yes, team. it does. But you mentioned how low kind of took you under his uh, his wing and and yes. and really worked with you. And and he he didn't treat every player the same, based no. on the stories that I've heard. And yes. if he if he took a liking to you and he liked that effort level, and he thought that he's seen untapped potential. He would spend that time to yes. help work to get you there, and yes, you know that's why that the dynasty happened was partly because of, uh, of course, Nunn and the scouting department, but also because of Noel. Uh, yes. he had a, a knack of identifying and developing talent, which is yes. something I think that the Steelers are struggling a little bit with right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I totally agree.
2: So you had three Hall of Fame coaches that you played under. That How is about that. I, Absolutely <laughs> incredible. So we already talked about Noel. So I, we know there's differences between Cower, Parcells, Noel. Um, how different were they? And what were your perceptions of each one of them?
0: Okay. Uh, Coach you Noel know, was uh, more of the father figure. He led by example. You know, he very few in words. If he tell you one time, he expects you to know the next time. Or if he's correcting somebody over here, he expect you to know why he's correcting him. He should. He don't like going back. I corrected him. You did the same thing he just did. Why would you listen to one correction I was giving him? Mm-hmm. And now Coach Noah was like, "Hey, uh, uh he's all about. I You may be mad at me, but I'm gonna discipline you. You know, you, you you'll get over it. You know, until you get yourself back, you come back in it." Coach Cower, more of a uh, full of energy. You know, he played the game. Yeah, I think every once in a while, I think he want to put the pads back on and go play again, you know. <laughs> I'm shocked but, uh, he didn't. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. He, he's very energetic. I mean, he was he was more of like in your face, the screaming, the intensity. Mm. Well, Coach Olin more like, hey, I'm going to say it in this tone of voice. This is the way it's going to be, you know, this is the way it's going to be. Uh, Coach uh, Parcell, as a matter of fact, I had uh, Coach Belichick was defensive coordinator when I was That's with the right. Jets. How about that one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, With him, with Coach Parcell, mind games, straight up mind games. I'm walking on the field and just got there. You know, he said, hey stones you've been around for a while. He said, so, so you, you, you got your, you know, you got your horns. So your horns are pretty long. So we're just walking. And some young kid, rookie, you know, wasn't doing anything wrong. He just walked right by us in front of us and went, went to practice. And he said, look at that. He said, uh and the poor guy walking aside and looked at Coach No, and I'm not Coach No, but Coach Parcell, looked at me and him, and Coach uh, Parcell, he should have said, like, that's what I mean. You see, he paid attention to, to, to our business, and he pay attention to his own business. He played mind games on you the whole time, and on Friday, you think you could run through a brick wall. He yes. will have you thinking that you can't do nothing right, you can't do this, he can't play. But on Friday, he will say, uh, You can do this. I mean, he had just some confidence. And he always said, I can tell you when we're going to win a game. I said, Well, coach, I said, How do you know we can tell when we can win a game? Or he said, When we can have a good game. I said, How do you know that? He said, Well, depending on how the practice go. He said, Better yet, depending on how much uh, vodka I have left at the bottle I start on Monday, I know by Saturday how much I drink of it, you know, to, to see where we'll be at. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so you <laughs> go by the bottle? Where we at? Yeah, I mean, very laid back. Love him, and matter of fact, Belichick was going to be the coach uh, for the Jets, you yep. know. But uh, I don't think they, he didn't he didn't like, you know. I guess falling by being by Parcell because he has been he would have been the president. I guess one of the guys at the Jets. I think he's willing to get it away. But I think he did pretty good for himself, Belichick. He, yeah. <laughs> That's that <laughs> me.
2: Yeah. The jury's still yeah. out, but it, it might <laughs> work out. Well, yes. we're going to go to break soon, but I've got one more question for you. Uh, then we're going to get on to week 15 and ask you some questions yes. about the Panthers and the Steelers. So, your career after you left the Jets, you went into the police depart, department. Was that in Mecklenburg County? Yes, i uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department. Yes. So, tell me about that because that's just an that is. For all of your heroics on the football field, that's yes. even more of a hero. That makes you even more of a hero to me. So I think that's fantastic. Fifteen years, correct?
0: Yes, yes, sir. Tell me about yes. that. Uh, it, uh, matter of fact, I used to do an internship when I was in Pittsburgh as the FBI agent. Uh, I used to work with a, uh, uh, an agent in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, wow. I used to go to the uh, the office, and you know, we used to talk about things. He used to tell me about. How I was doing like an internship under. And after I left there, you know, he said, you know, in order to uh, be a government job, trying to get, you have to be a certain age. And when I got down here to Carolina, um, I passed with the age of acceptance for retirement. I think I played till I was 36 or 37, 37, you know. So after I did that, uh, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to law enforcement. I used to tell the officer who used to escort us out there on the field I'm going to join your force after I retired from football. Yeah, yeah, Stoney, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. you you're going to join the force. I said, really? I said, I'm going to join the force. He said, okay, okay, Well, whatever you say. So after I left the Jets, uh, I, I went there and I was uh, filling out paperwork, and I, and I called the gentleman up. I said, hey, I want you to know, uh, I just put my uh, my papers in. He said, for what? I said, be an officer. And sure enough, when I got there, they thought I was doing like a stunt with that. I said, no. I said, when I start something, I said, I'm going to finish it. I've had more people come up to me and apologize to me. about saying that I thought you were some stunt. I thought you were trying to get attention and all that. But now they, they said we have utmost respect for you. I said, I appreciate it. I said, i like to give back. I said, I've been blessed. And I said, I want to be able to bless people who really need uh, or really in need for help. So I said, well, I came you- with Thank yeah. you for
2: your service to Charlotte. And the, that's just absolutely amazing. Uh, w- did you have any moments that were more petrifying than, than you ever had before in the football field?
0: Oh, man. I, can t- well, I don't know if it's allowed, but I can tell you about when I was being trained, being, being a trainee, um, that I had a where I went to a call that they said, hey, pedestrian hit on train track, on Tyvola and Woodlawn. Okay. A train hit by a train. We get on the scene, first one on the scene. We get on the railroad track. It's a little gruesome. So I'll let y'all know now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get on, we get on the, we get there on the a uh, uh, Tivola in the woodlawn. We look and we see the train about a half a mile down the road. I mean down the tracks. And the and the conductor running back toward us, pointing like over there, over there, over there. I'm like, what is it right over there? So if we're walking down there. We found a pedestrian. He got hit. And if I could tell you some things, description of that, you'll be like, oh my goodness. I'm like, whoa. So, yeah, I mean, when I got there, can I say, y'all, 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 you know, I thought we getting closer to the body. I saw a foot over here. I saw a hand right here. His body was twisted. I mean, and I and I and I had to be the officer, you know, to check for identity. And I think every bone in the body, was, you know, broke. And it, it was a shame. It was a homeless guy, and I was thinking, like, oh my goodness, this is somebody son, somebody child, and everything. But yeah, I've been mean, I saw people when they committed suicide, and they get rico mortis. They've been sitting there for like eight days. You know, I I, I seen a lot of things, yes, but never never had, had to pull my gun out. Never, that's right. Yeah, good. Never, you know, you always treat people better than you expect to be treated. And I've always had people to respond. And people say, Yeah, they cannot run you anyway, Stone. That's why they. That's why <laughs> why <I get> <laughs> so, but yes, I, I never had to chase anybody. So, you know, everybody wanted me to chase somebody, but no one would <laughs> <Yeah>. run. So, <laughs> See, that's
2: the problem with having world class speed. You know, yes. I mean, yeah. I'd be there with the donut.
0: <laughs> go, go get him, Stoney. <laughs> go get him. <laughs> yeah, go get him.
2: Go get him that way. <laughs>
0: So it's it's nuts.
2: We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we will be right back after this on Know Your Enemy. We're going to talk about the Panthers, the Steelers, Week 15, and we're going to talk more to Dwight Stone about his amazing career. So we will be right back after this. Stick around. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen The Bride and Groom?
1: 18 plus
2: welcome back to know your enemy my name is brian anthony davis along with shannon white in for jeffrey benedict who is on assignment jeffrey is going to be bummed he missed this because a fantastic guest tonight and uh, i'm really proud the live chat just said hey you guys are killing it lately with guests and <laughs> this is uh, this is the guest i'm most proud of because we don't get We've never had a former Steeler on this show on Know Your Enemy. So wow. it's great to have Dwight Stone. I'm going to even stop calling former Steeler. I'm just going to see. He's a part of the Steeler family. <laughs> and, and do you get back to Pittsburgh, Dwight?
0: Uh, yes. I was back uh, and it worked out great. Uh, me and the family, my girlfriend never went to a game in Pittsburgh. And it just so happened it was Ben's last home game in Pittsburgh. And it and they, they, they I have tell them, I said, it's gonna be cold. No one believed me. I said, Listen, it ain't, it ain't Carolina cold. I said, This is gonna be cold. Oh, we got this, dad. We read it. We read it. We get there a couple of days ahead of time, uh, and the temperature started dropping. It's like, Oh, dad, we got this. I said, No, 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 no. Yeah, realize you're walking from the car to the store. That's only like a five second walk. And you already saying you're trembling. You wait till and just so happened that night, it was cold, and we brought all kind of hand warmers. But they had the best time, and the they said, "Dad, I was so cold, but it felt so good." I mean, because the fan was there, Ben was retiring. It was just it was about a great group of uh, Steeler fans. We just laughed and had a great time. And I, I wouldn't trade that for the world.
2: Where did you sit? Did you sit in the suite or in the former players' know, I, or-
0: I, I, I want to sit with. I want to sit with the fans. I never actually felt, you know, at a game, you know, because usually <laughs> i play playing the game. so But I, I just want to feel a real atmosphere, how people really act. You know, they really crave like they say they are. Oh, they are really crazy like they say they are in a great way, though. We yeah. had the best time. Well, I mean, that group where we said they're probably, probably still laughing about me over there. Did they know who you were? Uh, one, one, one guy next to me said, I know who you are. But I'm not gonna say anything.
1: <laughs> so the
0: guy said, I know he is. That's the way it's going right there. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. I mean, but people are very nice. It was cordial. They're out know, there with my family. And you know, between different breaks, I talk to them, take pictures, real life, and you know, have a great time. I said, Hey, you know what? I'm a fan just like you now. You know, I, I said, I appreciate y'all, you know, supporting us. And I said, God really appreciate." It. I said, Y'all don't think that they they don't hear you up there, out there on the field, they hear you. Believe me, they hear you when things are going good and what things are. But I, I mean, I, I told them, I said, we really very much appreciate it.
3: Yeah. I've talked to different people that were there that night and, uh, okay. talking about the electricity and the, the, just oh. what an emotional, uh, special thing to experience with, uh, yes. you know, uh, the franchise quarterback. Yes. Uh, and, uh, um, so I'm, I'm so glad y'all was able to experience that because they you know that wasn't just any game that was the game no uh, yes, to be had yeah, yeah. you know so, um you know as far as the this year's team uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you still follow and keep up with the Steelers yes. um what has been your first impressions of Kenny Pickett um you know we've had a lot of discussion there's a lot of opinions mm-hmm. both ways yes uh, I've always said that he reminds me With his charisma, his arm talent, his anticipation, his leadership qualities reminds me of a young Joe Montana. Because when Montana came into the NFL, he didn't have immediate success
0: that uh, that he
3: did later on with Bill Walsh, of course, mm -hmm. but you can see it. And and it's kind of like what you're kind of seeing out of Pickett. Uh, Is there anybody from your time that he kind of reminds you of?
0: Uh, I mean, that's, that's a great question. I'm trying to think. Um, but, yeah, one thing about him, like you say, he's very laid back. And that, that's one of the things that – and also, too, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody at the same time. But, you know, coming in from to the NFL, <laughs> that's just like taking someone from Pop Warner and telling them to go play high school straight from there <laughs> because the, the, the game is a lot faster. You got linemen can run faster than quarterbacks. And everybody, you know, who's there is there for a reason, and they and they they want they want to stay there. If you're gonna stay there, you're gonna do your job. And they put that young man out there. I know they brought another young man, you know, and you know to try to give him that little cushion time. I think mm-hmm. a, he should have had a little cushion time because he's still he a good player, like pick in there, and you can mess him up their career if they're, if they're not you know careful. You know, mm-hmm. you want to keep his confidence going. You want to know that. Uh, it's going to be okay. And he's doing a great job. I mean, for his for his age and for him to be around all them grown men, the way he's handling his thing, he's doing very good. But yeah, he does remind me of Joe Montana, cool Joe, you know, yeah. easy going. Matter of fact, he, he does remind me of the guy from the Bengals, that, that I yep. quarterback is down there, one down there now, yep. you know, who's just doing a good job, you know, for them. But yeah, I, I think, you know, pick it they they got they gotta protect him too i mean you yeah. got you got to put uh, you just can't throw the poor kid out there yeah. and the lineman i know they're doing their best and they they're there any anytime you're another defense you know the young guy you would said all kinds of things to try to confuse him because he's not used to it yet take your bumps and your bruises but he's gonna be okay he's a good one
2: when you go ahead and take a look at the rest of the Steelers offense and you mentioned the offensive line who do you feel is the most dynamic player on that offense as far as the skill players go?
0: Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness.
2: Would it be Najee or would it be somebody like George Pickens?
0: See, I think it'd be Pickens. I mean, well, uh, no, it, it depends on, you know, I think what, oh man, Najee. You know, I mean, he had, last year was like boom. You know, he he came out like like nothing was nothing. Five hundred uh, yards, uh, yeah, uh, wow, well, yeah. I'm trying to that's, that's a good, that's a great question. I mean, you throw some questions at me that I can't even answer, but yeah, uh, uh, uh. that's a great question. Well, but, the, yeah, look, uh,
2: let's just go ahead. Let's pivot a little bit and let's talk about George Pickens then. So, just a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago in Atlanta. You know, he was in his hometown, um, Mm -hmm. did have, uh, did have a little bit of a discrepancy on the sidelines. Let's put it that way because he wasn't, he wasn't getting a chance to, uh, get the ball. He only had uh, two targets in that game. Um, what kind of, a lot of fans were turned off by that. And I, Shannon and I, and some of our uh, cohorts here at BTSC feel that it's, it's, uh, that you have to give that a pass almost because he's learning the game. What are, what yes. are your thoughts when you see something like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, and one of the things too, like you say, is learning the game. I mean, it's easy to sit at home and, and, and critique everything and say we should have did that or we should have did this or we should have you know. And and being that he's young, and usually you have a, and usually most time you have an older player, you know, to try to groom some of the younger players. And I, I think he. He's going to be okay. And people just got to learn to be patient. You know, one thing about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and let you know how they are. You know, they don't care if your first year, your second year, whatever. But, you know, the young man, I think that it's just a matter of growing up. And a lot of things is in college coming to the NFL, man, it's a lot different. Back in the old days, a lot of people, I think, are humble. And you know your role. I think everybody want to be a superstar. Everybody want it now. They want it, but you know, like me, when I came in there, I knew my place. Like if I ain't get the ball, I ain't get the ball. I, I can block or whatever. I what I need to do. But everybody want to be the star, and everybody should be playing their role. And you see a lot of teams that have a lot of role players. You know, they're they, they're doing good. Hey, just just know your role. But everybody want that limelight. Everybody want TikTok. Everybody want you know. It's right here. But it I mean, they keep their work ethics going. It, it'll come to you. You don't have to worry about like Tyreek Hill. That, I mean, you talking about working hard, you know, and from one team to the I said, oh, he's going to drop when you get a Dolphins. He hasn't dropped yet. I mean, but, you know, but it's just a matter of just knowing your place.
3: Well, you know, you played for three, as we was talking about, Hall of Fame coaches. Yes, sir. I cannot imagine any of those three coaches. Putting up with the stuff that happens. Though. Oh, man. But the Uh-oh. difference is with the salary cap and free agency, it's so different now. And yes. then you have players like Antonio Brown that will throw a tantrum oh. and force their way out. And you're, yes. you're seeing that happen more and more. So it, it allows things going on. Again, a, a leader like Greg Lloyd. If Pickens would have been doing that back in the day when you was playing, uh, yeah, oh, he yeah. Have, you know, Kyrie. no, nobody wouldn't have had to win over one Is of that? the players. I mean, Hayward tries, but it's a different NFL.
0: Yes, yes. And,
3: and you know, and so uh, some things are better, you know, safety precautions, you know, because of yes, CT and yes. everything. But the kinder and gentler isn't just on the field. It's also yes. with the coaching staff, as you know.
0: Yes if, yes, if you
3: said some of the things or did some of the things that you've seen happen, maybe to you with your coaches, yes. now it would be you'd be at court and, it, you know, and it would be like, <laughs> oh, you, you insulted his rights or, you know, and, and it it's just uh, – it, it's hard to adjust. I'm, you know, being an old-timer, I, I'm used to that, and I just think that so many times they're showing up their quarterback or they're showing up their teammates yes, and it's making yes. it more about them instead mm-hmm. of the team. Yes. You know, and and you've heard the story of Noel talking to and Stalworth was a little upset in 79 because he only had a couple of catches. And I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, well, you know, I didn't have much work today. I didn't get much work. And he's like, yeah, but we won. What, yes, what it, would it, you it, rather yes. have, you know, the win or statistics? Okay, oh, yes. And he said, yeah. I don't see why we can't do both. There is a way
0: to handle things and a time to handle things. It, it is and throwing yes.
3: a tantrum on the sidelines ain't the time. Yes, the
0: yes, yes, yes. You, you hit it. You hit it right on the head. Right on the head. I mean. And I just
2: realized that you uh, you played with uh, John Stallworth. That was his final season in Donnie Shell. Yes, yes. I just, that yes. just that just occurred to me. How awesome is that?
0: Great guy,
2: Stallworth. Great
0: guy. Hmm? Yeah, uh, Stallworth. Matter of fact, we grew up. Uh, twenty-five miles from each other. Really? Ooh. yep. Uh, yeah. His school, to beat my school, and still does. Uh, <laughs> in football, basketball, soccer, softball, anything, any sports related, <laughs> they 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 beat us. <laughs> yes, they they always beat us. <laughs> he always laughs about it. <laughs>
2: was so he was a great guy. Was he one of the uh, guys that that uh, that uh, took you by the hand and helped you out?
0: I mean, him, Louis Lips. I had uh, Ernest Ernest Jackson, Frank Pollard. I mean, I had so many guys, Gary Anderson. Gary used to help me out. And I love Gary Accent. I said, like, I love your accent. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I mean Gary, you know, and he, he you know, he don't say, Stoney, come here. I said, what? He said, why are you not doing anything? I said, like, Gary, he said, just because no one's doing it, don't mean you shouldn't do it. So I was like, okay, Gary, I'll just start doing something. He said, he said, never get caught doing nothing. All right, the, Gary. <laughs> so, look at the kicker, the little I guy. I was Doing yeah. something. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's he, he awesome. Said, you want to be here? You do. you doing something? like, right, Gary. You know, and that's not a bad guy to talk to. I lasted 14 years. I guess he. I guess he did do a little something. Yes. Yeah, yeah I think he did okay for himself. <laughs> yeah, that that did, guy. Uh, I told him.
2: That guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame too.
0: Oh man, yeah. I, I mean, have anybody heard from him? I mean, I haven't heard anything from about Gary.
2: He's up in mm-hmm. Canada oh really uh, from and i if i'm not mistaken he has a fly fishing business or, or something like oh, that really? um, yeah yeah so he's he's up in canada um i talked to i had one of my first interviews was with morton anderson and i was talking to him oh, about wow. gary anderson no. and, and morton was talking about how this guy deserves to be in the hall of fame more than yes he does anybody. yes so I would love to see him get in. That would, that would oh, be absolutely amazing. Me? I'm,
0: I am totally with you on that. Totally with you on that.
2: Let's talk about this week's game. <laughs> Carolina, do you get to follow the Carolina Panthers a good bit?
0: Yes. Uh, matter of fact, I, I'm one of the uh, legends for them down here. I do a lot of speaking engagement for them, appearances cool. for them. You know, so I stay active with them. You know, I'm in this area. I'm not in Pittsburgh. So, I do a lot with them.
2: So, this team's like the Steelers, they're in transition this year, yes, because the last but they've done it a, couple, a different way because they tried, they've spent a lot of draft capital on quarterbacks. Oh, with yes. Sam Darnold and now Baker Mayfield, and yes, now whoever whoever
0: out there, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I guess it's Sam again this week, yes,
0: yeah, Sam, yes, yes.
2: So, what? They did have a big win last week over a very good Seattle team in Seattle. Yes, yes. So, so what do you think that this week looks like for <laughs> Pittsburgh and Carolina?
0: I think this this right here would be a, a good landmark for each one of them. Uh, you know, this is a, this is like one of those games where this team is struggling, but you're having a good moment. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh needs it because, I mean, there's game that Pittsburgh shouldn't have just, just been away with. But, I mean, lately, you know, things have been happening. You need this confidence game, cause matter of fact, believe it or not, bad as the Panthers' uh, record is, they're still one game out of the lead in yeah. their their defeated. And they're, uh, yeah. I said, wow. You know, in Pittsburgh, you get on a hot streak and start moving, cause Carolina, you know, have, I think went four and four since they got Wilk to the, uh, the new coach, and they're loving him. Everybody's buying to what he's selling, and everybody wants to please him. They want him back. That's all you hear around there. And they're playing extra hard for him I mean like some of the guys that I used to see you know, on game I'm like you know Why is he even out there but now that same person that was doing that are doing that fourth more effort for him and, they, and he, he speaks the truth He tell them like it is and I look over here at uh at uh, the Steelers and I'm trying to I, I I'm trying to figure out what's going on you know because they have a talent. You got the the defense is like, you know, it's just should be uh, lights out. But you got to have an offense kill your defense. You got to be able to get them a breather. You know, you got to be able. And they have, they have it. It's just, you know, you need that one signature game and the turn of your game around. This could be the game for the Steelers. And if, and if, and then over here, and in, in uh, in Carolina, they say this is the game for them. So this going to be a very big game. I mean, people been talking about it over here. We have more Steeler fans down here than we do Carolina. It's probably uh, three three Carolina Panther fans to every ten. I mean, when you go to uh, uh, when you go to the stadium, I guarantee you, guarantee you, if you walked in there blindfolded, not knowing the colors of it, when the game started, and you said, "Oh, Steeler got a home game." Yeah, that's how many fans they have following around here. I mean, they have they have Steeler bars, they have this right here. I mean, it's more about Steelers coming in town than Carolina, uh, you know, on the street. So Pittsburgh is well loved down here. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: I'm. I'm. Good Lord willing, I'm going to be at the game.
0: And oh yeah. The I, Steelers. Yeah. The
3: Steelers have not lost when I've been at a game. I think they're seven and O. Oh. Well, and I don't want to. This is my first away game. Okay. And so I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that the good mojo follows me to Charlotte.
0: Oh, yes. But, we, I mean, and I, I told him, I, I said, told people, I, I said, hey, I love Carolina. I, do it to, I But when they play my uh, Steelers, y'all already know. Don't <laughs> even come to me asking me, who are you going for? I said, y'all already know who it is. I said, uh if they ain't playing us, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I root for the I root for the Panthers, but when they when they see that black and gold come out there, I said, y'all already know. I say even when I go over there, help them out. You know, I help them out with a little charity. Okay. From, I say y'all yeah. already know who I'm going for, so don't act like yeah, like you don't know. when so, <laughs> you up the Panthers. I said, I know. Matter of fact, Mr. Tepper the owner, you know, used to have uh have some kind of uh percentage in the uh Steelers, and yep. he loved yeah, the yeah. Steelers. He loved the Steelers. Oh my goodness. I think if he could take the Steelers and move them here, he would. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You yeah. Know,
3: I, I appreciate you saying that about, you know, how many fans there is that live in the area. Every uh, broadcast when the Steelers are half the stadium in the away games, they say yes. the Steelers fans travel like no other. No, they're oh, they already there. They, yeah, they yes. live in the area. They're, they're everywhere. Yes. Worldwide, yeah. baby. Worldwide. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so I'm looking forward all. to
3: it. Yes. I know a lot oh, of yeah. people who our uh, behind the still curtain, you know, a lot of people who live in North Carolina in the surrounding Charlotte area. So I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, I, I believe uh, our very own Jeremy Betts lives in North Carolina, so he'll be there probably as well. Are you going to be at the game, Stoney?
0: Uh, no I don't go to games I mean, my, my my uh wife and my girl go to the game you know uh, i let them go to the game you know but me I, i'm more or less like I, I, I'm, I'm i'm okay at home i'm okay at home We get the game i ain't gotta fight you know <laughs> I'm getting very laid back but I, I go to some games you know but yeah uh it could be a beautiful day I think it's like 45 50 for the Steelers but you know carolina they ain't used to the cold weather I guess something're saying you know but yeah it's uh, – they, they, they get considered cold when it gets 45. And when it gets like – well, I remember I first got here, and it was like, it's oh, man, 50 degrees. I'm like, man, that's that's sunbathing day right there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well,
3: Dwight, I hate you ain't going to be at the game, but we'll be down Saturday, so just send me your home address. Me and <laughs> okay. my family will come by. We'll do dinner. Hey, have hey. Have a little come on, fellowship. I, I
0: mean, it'll work out. It'll work out. Look, look at- <laughs> yes, I mean you, you. have no. You have no place. You have no problem finding Steelers uh, hangouts. Believe yep. me. Oh my!
2: <laughs> look at Shannon and sure. wet himself over.
0: <laughs> come on, come on, hey, come on! Uh, I know some people said, uh, "Uh, I can barbecue, I can grill, I can." Uh, well, I think I can do it all. You yeah. know, but yeah, anytime you know you come down here. I mean, really, I mean, give you need a place to stay. God knows, you're welcome. <laughs>
2: Well, I, it is my dream to get to a, a Carolina game, and I will look you up as well. We got to do this. This is a tradition we do on every Know Your Enemy. We ask our guest to make a prediction for the game. So we're, we're going to put you on the spot. We know you're rooting for. But we're going to oh, put yes, you on the spot.
0: i will go with Pittsburgh uh, 28 to 10. Nice. Woo. I like it. I like it.
2: I love to see that.
0: Uh, yes, even though Carolina is hot, you know, right now. But they they, met, they they ain't really been hitting the mouth on a cold day. You know, they, it's easy to do when it's warm. But when we get hit in their mouth on a cold day, it's a great day for the Steelers. The ball feels different. The hit feels hurt a little more. But oh, yeah. the Pittsburgh, you know, it's like, oh, man, this is the ideal weather.
2: Absolutely. It's always a good day for football when you're in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Oh, yes. But- Dwight, thank you so much. I, we could have talked to you. I I can speak for Shannon here. We could have probably talk to you for another four hours.
0: Hey, so. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate y'all all having invited me.
2: Yeah, well, we'd love to have you on the network again. Thanks so much.
0: Oh, thank you. A Merry Christmas to you and your family. And if you, like i say, I'll leave you my number. You want to call, call me up? No, no problem. Seriously, we I already got, your number. And your oh, I got you. And <laughs> if you didn't see, you already got, it. see your boy already got. It. He left you out, Shannon.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to Shannon. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll, the three of us will talk offline. Okay. Thanks again so much. Uh, so, oh, programming welcome, note man. make sure you check out tomorrow morning another episode of the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, who was in the live chat tonight as well um also another episode of what ian's talking about is going (laughs) to be tomorrow at noon and then we're going to have the preview with jeff hartman myself and dave schofield as well so much programming anywhere you download your favorite podcast make sure you go ahead and download behind the steel curtain because it's for all of your pittsburgh Steeler needs for shannon white for dwight stone my name is Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It has been epic. I love it, Dwight. Anything final?
0: <laughs> anything to anything say? Anything final? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I appreciate everything Pittsburgh done for me. I mean the Rooney family. I mean the fans. I know we had some good times, some hard times, but one thing you can know—that's always my home. Black and gold.
3: I love it. Can I say one more thing? Yes, you can. I've never asked for an autograph from anybody. <laughs> uh, I've I've shook hands with plenty of guys and just thanked them for how they played. And I would say thank you for how you always represented the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Thank you very much, buddy.
2: I asked for autographs, sorry.
0: <laughs> and I have a tweet. Well, yeah, I be I, I mean more than that, Senor. I'll see you a picture. <laughs> All
2: right, well, thanks so much, Dwight we will talk talk to you all later we'll talk to you offline so for shannon for dwight for i'm for behind the steel curtain i'm bad and we will talk (laughs) to you later go steelers